0: I'm Rachel Roberts, and this is Don't Sleep On It by HuffPost. Today, we're discussing a new ruling about the military draft and answering the question, is breakfast really the most important meal of the day? But first, Democratic Washington Governor Jay Inslee, a climate hawk and likely 2020 presidential candidate on Monday, came out forcefully for eliminating the filibuster in the Senate. I do believe that the time for the filibuster has come and gone," Inslee told HuffPost. He continued, quote, "...it was an artifact of a bygone era that is not in the U.S. Constitution, and somehow it got grafted on in this culture of the Senate," unquote. The debate over whether to eliminate the filibuster in 2020 has heated up in recent weeks as more Democratic candidates have entered the field. Even if Democrats win the White House and the Senate in 2020, major progressive policy proposals such as Medicare for All and the Green New Deal would likely face a GOP blockade without a change to the Senate's long-standing 60-vote threshold to pass legislation. But most of the declared or likely candidates for the Democratic nomination either outright oppose eliminating the filibuster or have equivocated when asked whether they support doing so. Senator Kamala Harris remains conflicted over the filibuster issue, and even Senator Bernie Sanders, who has proposed ambitious ideas for tackling rising health care costs, a warming climate, and the stagnant minimum wage, balked at the idea. Only Senator Elizabeth Warren, another 2020 contender, has declined to rule out eliminating the filibuster if she becomes president. Inslee's remarks Monday constitute one of the clearest answers yet from a possible 2020 contender on the matter. This potential presidential candidate has come out swinging. And a federal judge has ruled that requiring men but not women to register for selective service is unconstitutional. U.S. District Judge Gray H. Miller, in a ruling issued in Houston on Friday, denied the government's motion to stay a lawsuit brought by the National Coalition for Men, a men's rights group. The group argued that the Military Selective Service Act violates the 14th Amendment's clause, guaranteeing equal protection under the law. The judge noted that a 1981 Supreme Court case, Rotsker v. Goldberg, ruled that a male-only draft was justified because women weren't allowed to serve in combat. But since then, the judge wrote, quote, women's opportunities in the military have expanded dramatically, unquote. All gender-based restrictions on military service were lifted in 2015. Although the draft was discontinued in 1973 after the Vietnam War, male U.S. citizens ages 18 to 26 are required to sign up for the Selective Service System, a register that can be used in case quick military conscription is deemed necessary. Men can be denied eligibility for programs such as federal student loans if they fail to sign up. The judge's ruling is declaratory, which means it doesn't force the government to immediately take action. But it comes as the National Commission on Military, National, and Public Service is reviewing the need for a military draft, including whether women should be subject to it. The commission expects to issue a final report March 2020. Before you bite into that toast this morning, we're telling you once and for all if breakfast really is the most important meal of the day. Breakfast has an interesting history. Up until the 19th century, people didn't think much about it they just ate what they had, and that was usually leftovers from dinner the night before. But the perfect storm of factors elevated breakfast to its most important meal of the day category. Growing numbers of women entered the workforce in the 20th century, which meant working mothers needed something quick and nutritious to give their kids before they left for the day. And with the industrial revolution, people started worrying that standing and sitting in one place all day would lead to indigestion. Perhaps most interesting of all, in the 1920s, a man named Edward Bernays, who worked for the Beechnut Company, was working on a campaign to sell more bacon. He was incredibly successful, but not without a bit of trickery. He got 5,000 doctors to sign something saying a heavy breakfast of bacon and eggs is better for you than a light breakfast. Their decision to sign the document wasn't based on much more than Bernays' persuasive nature, but it sure got the job of selling more bacon done. These days, if you search studies on breakfast, Google will yield pages and pages of results. People have been fascinated by the first meal of the day for centuries, and for the most part, results have found that breakfast is pretty important. A 1999 study, published in the Journal of Physiological Behavior, found that individuals who didn't eat breakfast were exhausted by noon and performed worse on memory tests. On the weight gain front, a 2017 study found that people who ate breakfast four times a week or more had a more stable body mass index over five years than people who regularly skipped breakfast. Improved memory and BMI may not be the only benefits of a full breakfast. A study published in the journal Appetite found that going without breakfast has been linked to depression. And a 2013 study in the Italian Journal of Pediatrics found that people who eat breakfast have better overall nutrient consumption and cognitive function. Carolyn Brown, a New York-based nutritionist, said that in general, she's pro-breakfast. It doesn't have to be big, but it has to be something within a few hours of waking up, she said. And continued, quote, I like clients to eat by 10 latest, and that's my personal rule too. Research shows that having protein early in the day can help with that mid-afternoon snack monster later, unquote. And those are just some of the health benefits. But what if you like to wait until you're settled in at your desk to eat breakfast? According to some research, that may be just fine. The most important thing to do is listen to your body. So, happy breakfasting. And here's what else you shouldn't be sleeping on. A former staffer on Donald Trump's presidential campaign says he kissed her without her consent outside a rally in Florida in August 2016. The Washington Post reported Monday. I immediately felt violated because I wasn't expecting it or wanting it, the staffer, Alva Johnson, told The Post. She continued, quote, I can still see his lips coming straight for my face, unquote. White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders dismissed Johnson's accusation. The allegation is described in a federal lawsuit filed Monday in Florida, in which Johnson is seeking unspecified damages for emotional pain and suffering, according to The Post. For more about how these stories develop, head to HuffPost.com. And now, you really gotta get up. Bye!